two from the skyline with your boy Jay Sky. Yes, today we're gonna give you guys something that is uh is all over the media, all in the news right now. It's only fitting that we discuss this on this podcast because it's something that's right front dead smacking in your face at this point right now through all of the different things going with uh, Black Lives Matter, you know, the whole movement of uh, we are together on this. Um, if that's even a movement, I just, you know, but we together, you get what I'm saying, you know? So I just want to start off by saying appreciate everybody who's been tuning in to all the podcasts. I appreciate you now. And uh, for some of y'all, this might be a little hard to chew, might be a little hard to swallow, but it, I think it's very much needed. Um, and uh, I'm just, just want to give it to you guys the best way I can, raw and uncut. That's just kind of like how I like to do it. So I'm going to give it to you, raw and uncut. So today, we're going to talk about something that, for me, was a, a, a big thing because I learned a lot during this process of learning stuff. And what we're going to talk about today is the change of the black man. Now, some of y'all might be thinking, what you mean the change? Yeah, we had some changes. Because you have to think, how do we get this far? We couldn't, bro, know who we are. There's no way we could have got here without help. You get what I'm saying? We had to have some help. So I had to go back and do some research. Like, how do we get to this point today? And what started it all? So that's what we're going to kind of do here today. We're going to go through a quick journey on how this happened, at least on a, on a very small scale. And also, we're going to talk about the way forward. So we're definitely going to make sure we do that. So I'm going to give a shout out today to South Carolina, Charleston, South Carolina. What's up, man? I appreciate y'all doing the right thing, exonerating people and doing what you're supposed to do. Let's keep this thing going, man. You know what I'm saying? Let's do the right thing out there. You did? Also, today's drink is the Stripped Pig. This is a very, very good drink right here. This is a um, spice rum. And, you know, it, it's actually better than Captain Morgan. Don't tell him I said that. But he, I think he's a little bit better than the captain. I might have to double check. But, you know, captain, uh, he didn't count number two right now. So just want to say that. So let's keep this thing going, though. Let's keep this thing going. So you ask yourself the big question. How do we get here? How do we get to this point where we are right now when we got people marching in the street, we got, you know, protesters, we got, you know, people um, getting shot and killed by the police on a regular basis. And even during all of this right here, we still have this going on. Like, how did we get to this point? Really? How did we get here? And it was amazing to understand how things happen. And it's not shots being thrown at anybody, but it's definitely one of these things that's going to be an eye-opener for a lot of people and you may not want to believe this right here, but this ain't something I'm just making up. This is history. I repeat, history. So I can't make something up that didn't already happen. Just it is what it is. I can just give you the information. But the change of the black man actually started with the fall of Africa. Now, a lot of y'all might be thinking, what the fall? Yes. The fall of Africa. I understand Africa's still there and people still on it and all this other stuff. But 
the Africa you know today was not the Africa way back when. Just was not. It was like a totally different place. Wasn't even the same. Wasn't even the same zip code. Wasn't even the same category. Totally different way back when than it is today. And we're going to go through some things of how this happened, you know? Because you got to understand that Africa itself was one of the most powerful, most blessed, most like just like plentiful country in the world. And everybody wanted a piece of it. Everybody. Everybody wanted a piece of it. I'm talking about everybody from the, the Spaniards to the English to the, um, what it is, the, uh, the other people is over there that's that, 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 no, not, not Spanish, but the other guys, Portuguese, all of them wanted a piece. And I'm going to tell you how all this came about. At one point, what we don't know, and what I'm going to tell you today is, Africa was one of the most diverse continents in the world by due to genetically differences of all the black people. What that is, is that every black person comes in all kinds of shades. I don't know if y'all know this or not, but we've got light skin, dark skin, caramel, black, burnt black, super, super burnt black, and then we got like that neon black. So we got a whole bunch of shades of black. You did, we got browns. And because genetically how we're built, we have different shades of these colors. And because of that, Africa was one of the most diverse countries in the world when it came to the colors of our skin. In most European countries, you had the same thing, you know, Caucasian, you guys are white, or you might be pink or something, depending on blue. I think that's y'all colors, pink or blue. And there's no shots being shared. I'm just, I'm just saying. It just, you know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, so when it came to Africa, we was one of the most genetically diverse countries in the world by virtue of our genetics. Now, another thing that really um, sets us apart from everybody else and made everybody want to just come over and just get everything we had was the natural resources of Africa. Africa has some of the most, I mean, deep resources when it comes to natural stuff that you could use for everything. I'm talking about everything from herbs to precious metals to gems to diamonds to farm to cattle. You name it, Africa had it. We had it. And the thing was, is that during this time, there was a lot of kings in Africa, a lot of tribes in Africa that had their own, uh, quote unquote, king. Um, and in these empires, man, they were powerful empires. I mean, powerful. So much power, so powerful that um, no one outside of Africa could actually penetrate Africa and just, just come over and just whoop, whoop them. You know what I'm saying? You won't go just gonna bring your army over and try to conquer anywhere in Africa because nine times out of 10, you was gonna be going back home wounded. You weren't gonna go home at all or you gonna go home wounded. Like that's just how it went down. There was some of the most advanced civilizations at the time. There's a lot of things going on in Africa that set the president and set the, the standard about how things were going to be produced, made, um, built. All this came out of Africa. 
not making this up. This is just pure history, people. Pure history. Now, through all of these different things, you know, understand that we have diversity, we have strong kingdoms, and at the time, everybody wanted to trade. Everybody wanted to deal with Africa because we had so much we could give, especially when it came to gold and diamonds and all these things, which a lot of the kings uh, in the European world, they loved that. They wanted it. They wanted the silk. They wanted all these different things because it's glamorous. I mean, they wanted their kings, right? Well, the thing was is that what they don't tell you is, and what a lot of you know people don't know is during this time in like the early 1400s and stuff like that. Actually, yeah, 1400s. Now, I don't want to go back too far because I don't want to mess myself up. But in the 1400s, you may not know, but black Africans were sailing already. They were actually sailing. And when I mean sailing, I mean they were going across the ocean already. During the um, the kingdom and the reign of uh, a king named Masamusa, um, he was a king in Africa. He was one of the few kings that had documented that they had already went across different wide spread of water and made it back. Matter of fact, the king that he replaced had sent out thousands of ships to go figure out what was across the water and come back. Now, the crazy thing about this was is that king sent a lot of ships out to go see what was going on and only like a few came back which indicated to me that either A, they stayed there, B, they, they, you know what I'm saying, they got where they wanted, got massacred, or, you know, something like that. But there's a lot of stories that says that they came back and the king sent more people to go figure out what happened. But during his reign, during the Massamusa, um, and I might be saying that wrong, so excuse me, people or historians, I don't know, I'm just trying my best here. Massamusa, uh, during his reign, you know, he sent people out to go do stuff and sail. This was before Christopher Columbus. Do you understand what I'm saying? This was before he actually so-called sailed to America and found America. Well, we know you can't find something that somebody already did, but that's here or there, just saying. So there was proven fact and there was, you know, artifacts and things that showed that they had already sailed to places already and they had already did this. There was writings that said they had did it already. Now, once again, because I'm the, I'm not born in 1400, I don't necessarily know if it's 1,000% true, but a lot of historians and a lot of people who do this for a living have confirmed and they all agree that that has some weight to it, has some value. So we're going to stick with that. But anyway, back to this right here. The fall of the black man. We're going through this right here. We gave you all information about Africa. Well, what things started getting real dicey is most of the natural resources that we had we use for ourselves. And even if we conquered another king's kingdom, a lot of our black kings at the time wouldn't just murder and mass murder people. They would actually rebuild the kingdom back up and basically kind of put them under their kingdom. But they never, no, they never did super dirty. They didn't do like genocide. They just, you know, they, they, they beat them and beat the soldiers and they say, okay, well, we got it now. We'll build this back up and let's make them better people, you know? But because of our way of living within ourselves, that basically kind of set us up a little bit, according to history, according to the things that we've been reading. One of the things that got us was, which I think is the craziest thing, was the desertion of Africa was one of the biggest causes 
to have the, 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 the change of the black man. And what I mean by the desertion, the desertion of Africa, I mean we deserted certain areas in Africa due to stuff that was going on. Um, for instance, at the time, um, there was a lot of, you know, conquering coming over from the Europeans that came in and they were starting to just basically massacre and murder and kill people. And they were starting to just take over and, and just basically rape their natural resources and stuff. So what ends up happening is uh, a lot of those, the countrymen started to have to flee. They had to flee to other kingdoms. They had to flee to other places. So that just opened the door wide for um, the Europeans to come in and just basically ravage and take these things from these people. Um, and, and the biggest person that was doing this right here at the time when I was reading wasn't necessarily always just the, uh, the British or the English in this case, or the Spaniards. It was the Portuguese, kind of the first ones that did this. The Portuguese. Well, I was like, man, I, you know, Portugal was so small, but the boys were ruthless back then. You hear me? Ruthless. But this is way back. We're talking 1400 now, people. We're not talking about today. We're talking about 1400. So just stay with me now. Stay with me. Now, anyway, one of the biggest things is because we lost so many people to protect the lands, they fled and they, they basically left the lands wide open. This was due to, you know, like I said before, mass genocide. This was due to enslavement. This was due to just basically coming and taking over the natural resources. Another thing that got us as well was, um, <clears throat> which I thought was just crazy was right here was, the misplaced trust was one of the biggest things that caused the change of the black man. And what I mean by that is, is that a lot of these kings at the time who were in charge of thousands of other, you know, people in their tribe trusted the Europeans a little too much. They allowed them to come in. They allowed them to get comfortable. They allowed them to come in and trade. They allowed them to do a lot of other things that on the normal circumstances, they would have been massacred. They would have been murdered if they tried to come over there and take anything from us. But because of who they were and because they were more trying to be peaceful, they allowed a lot of the Europeans to come in and learn their ways and, and learn things from the Europeans. Now, what I'm saying is, I'm not gonna say that every European that came over to Africa was there with bad intentions initially. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying through reading, through the history, I'm just saying that, that some of the ones that came over first were ruthless and their whole agenda was never to get friendship, was never to get you know, cool and, and, and get information and you know be, you know, say become allies. They were coming in because they wanted to take what we already had and they couldn't get it any other way than to scheme and to lie and to deceive. That was the only way because if they tried to come in and fight straight up, it was a it was a loss. So that was the issue. So we had a lot of mistrust that was placed on um, the friendships that was supposed to be built between you know, African kings and uh, a lot of the um, European settler, settlers, and potentially it was mostly uh, what started all, like I said before, um, was Portugal. So either way, that was one of the biggest things, the misplaced trust amongst our enemies. We didn't know there was true enemies, but amongst our enemies, instead of we being a little apprehensive, we just opened the door and let them come in. They, you know, did the whole dance and thing to us and boom they got us one of the other things that got us which was a huge 
when I say huge reason, I'm not making this up. This is something I read on multiple platforms, um, including something that, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, blogs and different things that we read uh, or that I read from a lot of the scholars and stuff uh, from Princeton and Yale and all this over here. So this, once again, I, I totally did my research on this show. Religion was one of the biggest, if not the biggest failure and the biggest reason why Africa failed to what y'all see in, in the day we have right now. So imagine, once again, the Africa we have today is nowhere near the Africa it used to be way back when. I'm not saying that the Africa day is just so horrible. I'm just saying that it's not as good as it used to be. And there are some things in Africa right now that are heartbreaking because it was such a beautiful place. If you ever look at how to describe Africa back in the day, I'm talking about green lands. I'm talking about, if anybody ever been to Africa, there's some place in Africa where there's nothing green, nothing. There is like the desert, there's nothing there. Imagine if there was no part of Africa that looked like that. that now, that's what y'all got to think now. Like, what? Dude, there was a lot. There was a lot of things about Africa that is not the same today. Now, once again, I have not, I have never stayed in Africa, but I visited there before, and I've been to a lot of places in Africa. So I can once say that I've been there, visited, and been to multiple countries in Africa, not just one or two, multiple. I'm talking about seven, ten so I've been to a lot of them and they all differ from each other but there are some that are completely not the same as what was described back in the day but religion once again religion was one of the biggest if not the biggest reason why Africa failed a lot of the, the tribes and a lot of kings that was in charge of the tribes was not uh, Christian by, uh, by virtue of their, their belief in how they, you know, they, they ran their country they were converted to Christianity due to European settlers. Once again, when you have these guys coming in, they have a religion that is not necessarily their religion, but they talked it up, they talked about it, they told them about all this right here, and they converted to somebody else's religion. Now, that's not a, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. So once again, I'm gonna make sure I let you guys know, I'm not saying it's a bad or good thing, I'm just giving you guys the a lot of the reasonings why a lot of things happen. Now, if you don't know, a lot of Africans was not Christian by virtue of birth. They went by by virtue of how they was raised. That wasn't the actual religion of most of the African people. So until uh, they were introduced to this by European, European settlers, they had no idea about Christianity. And the crazy thing about this is, is that uh, one of the biggest um, one of the biggest uh, kingdoms to fall was actually overran by the European settlers. Essentially what happened is uh, there was a king who converted to Christianity and started to actually do and believe it more than the people who actually helped convert him over to Christianity. And the thing was is that he had such a large kingdom it's like, like it's almost like chips inside of a, a bag or something, right? If you got the big chip right there and you move it, other chips start to fall. Just how it happens. You make that one crumble, everything else behind it will start to fall and crumble. Well, what happened was the um, 
they came over and they converted him over to Christianity. He believed it a lot. And once again, the, um, what it is, the, uh, not the Spaniards, but the, um, how do you just like, oh, but anyway, Europeans came over, they converted. The problem with this is the king was giving them these letters like, oh, we cool. Yeah, man, you my Christian brother. And all this other stuff right here. But at the same time, he had his people coming in and was basically stealing the people, enslaving them, taking the resources, and was murdering the people. And he was like, man, what's up, bro? We supposed to be cool, and we're not cool. What's going on, pimp? And basically, the king was like, what you mean, what's good? You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, we, uh, you, you, I got a report from my people saying that's not what's going on down there. I think you trying to, you trying to, you trying to, you know, you trying to, you trying to basically swindle me. And the dude was like, how am I trying to swindle you? And like, when your people are the one here that's doing it. Anyway, make a long story short, because he, he believed in it so much, he didn't fight back the way he would normally have fought back against this type of tyrant and this type of things that was going on. So essentially, his kingdom just fell. And a lot of those people end up getting enslaved. A lot of them end up getting murdered, the ones that tried to fight back. And they just opened the gate. And once that happened, other kings started to see the, the value in it because they want to take some of the land and they want to do something because at one point they could never just like beat the other king. So now they had befriend other people. And in the process, they have asked them, hey, come help me to do what I got to do. And, uh, you know, I'll let you, you know, do your thing. But I want to take over this land or whatever. So it became a dirty game out there, man. It started getting crazy. And one of the biggest things, like I said before, was the religion is what kind of started this whole thing because they started believing in something that they weren't necessarily used to believing in. And then they ended up believing in it way more than the people who, who basically converted them in total. So I was like, now how the hell does that happen? But, you know, it is what it is. Once again, this is just one of the biggest things in which they started contributing to the fall of Africa and the fall of the, 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 the strength and the fall of the kings of Africa. So fast forward. Not only after all this happened, basically, y'all know history, Europeans came in, they started doing all this different stuff, they started changing different things, they started, you know, taking and, and I, I, we're going to just call it stealing people's stuff because they, they came in did what they want to do. Now, another thing that kind of threw me down a small spiral was when I started to realize, when I was doing all this research, I was, talking about, I was researching back in like the 1400s, bro, the 1500s, and I was like, yo, there's a lot of things totally different back then. Like, for instance, did anybody know that Michelangelo was not the first person to actually paint Jesus? I didn't even know that. He was like the second person to paint Jesus. I, I, shit, I didn't even know there was a lot of paintings of Jesus until I started looking around. But the, the thing that got me is, is that by virtue of the situation, do you know that the Pope at the time, and I can't, don't I don't know about the Pope's now. Don't, I'm not going to Go down that road. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I don't know about popes and stuff. I'm just talking about the reading here now. Supposedly, the Pope had asked Michelangelo to, you know, repaint the uh, the chapel and stuff and paint the picture of Jesus. But instead, he told him, paint Jesus the way I want you to paint Jesus, which was white and Caucasian to look like us. But if you ever looked at any of the old pictures of Jesus, these people painted he was black, or at least he was dark, fair skinned. You did. 
he wasn't he was not anywhere near the European color you see today with the you know the whole glowing thing and stuff. So it was interesting to see that. I was like, hmm. So until that time, the image of Jesus was basically similar. Shit was similar to what we look like as black people. Once again, I'm not saying you were black. You know what I'm trying to say? I'm not saying that right now. I'm just saying the buddy, but then when they painted buddy, buddy damn sure wasn't, you know, he wasn't like the one we see now. That's all I'm saying. But I think that if you have to think about it, he could be any color you want to. If it's God, you know what I'm saying? If it's Jesus, and he'd be what a color he want to be. He could be, you know, cribbity, crunchity, crunchity black, or he can be white as snow if he wanted to. It is what it is. If you believe in the power, I mean, it's nothing a man can't do. Or, or the, you know what I'm saying? But it's once again, that's just something that kind of threw me off. And I was like, man, that's kind of crazy. But if you don't believe me, look it up. I, I, always, I always encourage people, go check, go, go fact check me. Go check in the back, go look it up and see what the first pictures of Jesus look like. It's going gonna, it's gonna to kind of throw you like, wow, okay. Now, obviously some of us want to get the black Jesus and then he'd be like black, black. He'd be like black with muscles and shit. I know y'all have been to some black folks' house and they didn't see the black Jesus and that black Jesus got muscles. I mean, got abs. He got muscles and everything. Now, I'm not tripping. That's like a strong brother right there. But we we took, we we up the ante on that right there. So I appreciate that right there. We up the ante on that. Um, but yeah. Anyway, that was one of the major things why Africa started falling. Once that happened, the image of a black man really started to change. Once again, this is about how we change our image, how we changed over time and what people perceived and looked at us as. Way back when, they looked at us as strong and warriors and warriors and they made us, they, they made us out to be very strong and basically unpenetrable people. But that's just not what, how it ended up. We were looked at it totally different than we are today. And that was some of the first inclinants of how we started to triple and fall. Now, once again, you don't have to believe this. I'm just calling it off the way we see it inside of the history books that we obviously ain't reading in the school, but they out there. Just go look up one. Go to your local library or something. Look up on your on on your on the internet. I'm sure you'll find something, and find somewhere credible. You know, go to go to some credible sites, please. And just don't go to anybody and they come up with bull junk. Go somewhere. Go to the government's websites. Go to the actual Yales and all this stuff right here. Go to prestigious places that that stand on their word type ordeal. Okay, and and check it. Next, I want to talk about the change of the black man in a way of image and a way that we're seen and how we can change that image in a way to be better. Now, we're going to go through this a little bit because I think that this is very important, especially today, like I told you, the Black Lives Matter, Matter movement and all the different movements today to for reform, reform on polices and, you know, defunding the police and all this other stuff right here and trying to pass bills, I think that's outstanding. I think that's a glorious thing. I, I got it. Why it took so long? That's kind of what I'm thinking. Why it took so long? But I'm glad it is actually starting to move. And the young folks out there, man, I'm glad y'all starting to do your thing, man. You know, hey, my salutes go to y'all, man. My hats off to you. I appreciate that. Them damn millennials out there, 
they starting to get out there and get it. They getting it. I ain't talking about just the black ones either. I'm talking about the white ones out there getting Matter of fact, some of the white ones out there getting it more than the black ones. You know what I'm trying to say? I be watching TV. I see y'all out there. Do y'all think, man? I'm saying. My hats go off. My, my hat tilt down for you there, dog. But the image of a black man itself needs to change in a way that it used to be where people looked at us totally different. Not in a scary way. Not in a, oh my God, uh, I'm so afraid. No, not like that. It wasn't like that. We didn't look for fear. You know, trying to say it all. We look for respect. We look for strength. There's a difference. So we need, the image of us need to be back to that. But once again, we got to send the change. So how did that even occur that this change happened? Like I said, we got the history part out of the way a little bit. Now we're going to start getting to a little bit more up to date. Because once again, we know about slavery. We know about all this other stuff right here. So we can skip past all the stuff, but we actually know about, uh, even if you don't know a lot, you know enough about how we were treated as slaves and black people here in America up until today. We're still being treated unfairly. We're still being treated like second, you know, hand citizens, but obviously it's not what it used to be, um, where you just basically was getting murdered in the street and there was like mobs out there killing you and stuff. Not saying it's not like that now, but it damn sure ain't like it used to be. That's all I'm saying. But one of the things that changed the image of a black man was the news, entertainment, sports, and the streets. Now, what y'all looking at that street, you're damn right, the streets. I was looking at something and a gentleman said something that was, to me, just was it just sat so strong in my soul, man. He said, the streets cannot raise a man. I know it sounds bad, but it's true. The streets cannot raise a man. You know, it needs to be a collective effort of men raising a man to be a part of the group of men that they are. That's what it needs to happen. Now, they stand for something when you raise your son to be a certain way. And I'm not always talking about being a thug, being a, you know, killer and nothing like that. That's not what I'm saying. We're kind of forcing those type of lifestyles and situations in a way that a lot of folks don't know how to get back from. And that's another story, but we'll, we'll just leave that at that right there. But when the image of us is portrayed on the news as everything you see from a street perspective or everything you see from a gangster or whatever perspective, that is when things started to really truly set the precedence for us. Now you put on the fact that they've already had a bunch of pictures of us who, who they thought we were or what they thought we were supposed to be and then you add in the fact that now we have you know circumstances which put us in situations where we have uh, been unable to uh, you know succeed in, and, and provide properly then you get these, these, these bad images because guess what if you ever watch the news right and they interview somebody, who do they interview? Don't that shit just make you... I, now, once again, I'm not saying that, that, that anybody is bad. I'm not throwing no shots. But you ever notice they always try to look for the person they think is the, the most quote-unquote ghetto person they ever, they ever seen to do the damn interview? And I'd be like, now all them damn people out there they go to the dude with the tore up damn shirt and the damn dirty pants on like he's been outside all damn day uh, or he homeless. That's the motherfucker they go ask the question to. All them other goddamn people I see back there, 
that's the person they go ask the damn question to. I be like shaking my damn head sometimes. And once again, it ain't they person fault. It's just that they they do that shit to, to make us look a certain way. And that person could have just been it could have been an off day for that person. You never fucking know. But at the end of the day, they that's who they search for. They try to search for something to name my let me find the worst looking person I can find today. Oh, that shit, there he goes. There she goes. I'm gonna go talk to her. Come on, man. The, that's the type of shit they do. But not just that, the entertainers. And the entertainment industry is another one. I mean, shit, back in the day, they used to wear blackface because they wouldn't even let black people be in movies. So imagine entertainment over the years, how they portrayed us, how we got into the entertainment uh, business as a whole, and the type of roles we had to play or could only play. You know, even to this day, it's not a lot of black men who have leading roles. I don't know if y'all know what that means. I mean, they are the damn star of the damn show. They lead in the damn show or the lead in the damn movie. We don't have a lot of those right there. Same thing with our black women. We don't have a lot of that stuff right there. I'm not saying that we don't have them. We just don't have a lot. We don't have as many as, as the, uh, the other people have. You know, and the Asian folks, they the same way. I think they try to come up from the from the, from the the slums too. You know what I'm trying to say? When they come to the industry and shit in the United States. Now, back in their own home, they probably popping. Popping it up. But here, you know, it's a little bit different here. They're getting better. But you've got some long ways to go. Basically, also, another thing that gets us to, like sports. Like, say, sports in the streets. The sports is, like, you know, predominantly black in a lot of sports. And you know what sports those are. You know? Those are, those are like, the physical sports and stuff. Sports that cause hit injuries. The ones that can get hurt. The ones that your body tear down over time. These ain't sports like goddamn, I don't know, cricket or some shit. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, this is no shit like, you know, stuff that your body tear down over time. But it's predominantly, you know, black athletes. But, you know, it is what it is. And guess what? We're not getting a quarter of the money that these people are getting either. You know, some of, some of our highest paid athletes are probably getting decent money, getting out there in them, them billions and stuff. But the damn show ain't in the billions. You know what I'm trying to say? The damn show ain't in the billions. Not off that right now. So, once again, the image of us has definitely been changed because of these different um, different things. Another thing that I want to talk about is after all the fighting that we've been doing throughout the years since the abolishment of slavery and all the fighting we've been doing for like human rights and for the civil rights and all this other stuff right here, it's amazing that we're still to this point and we haven't got farther than what we are today. It just amazes me that every day that they've been saying stuff since way back when, the exact same stuff is being said today. It's like a repeat. Like, think about what I'm saying. The same stuff that, like, Pew, uh, was, uh, what's his name? Um, P. Newton? You know what I'm saying? Huey P. Newton? Huey Newton? Like, when them boys in the Black Panther lost it back in the day, the same stuff that they were talking about, the same stuff they were talking about before that is the same stuff with Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, all the stuff is there still being talked about today. Today. And for all y'all who don't know, civil rights ain't been around that damn long, not like you think. It just happened. Matter of fact, the civil rights happened when my, my, my granddaddy and them was still, you know, young men and stuff. That, that happened when my dad was a little kid. So it ain't like that shit has been around forever. 
You know what I'm trying to say? It's like, it's, it's, it's still fresh. You know what I'm saying? But shit, there's some flags older than that damn thing. You know what I'm saying? Just say it. But yeah, so a lot of these things have definitely affected us. And we've been doing all this fighting, but we're like, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here now? Well, where we go from here now is effectively changing these things that basically, quote unquote, hold us back. We got to change it. We got to change the image of us. We got to. There's no way around it. We have to change the image of the black man. And I'm not talking about in a way that's, oh, we got to fight. And I was right here. And no. I mean, changing the way to let them know that we won't take this shit no more. But we also will be strong, passionate. We also going to be supportive of amongst our own. We got to. We got to set that presence. But I, I truly believe that we have to set that presence. We have to set that image. So people understand that when you come against one, you come against all. Because that's what we deserve. That's what we as a reason what we as the some black people deserve. We do, we deserve the support of each other. You know what I'm saying? We truly do that. We need that support. Education. We need to get our education for our children a lot damn better. Simple and plain. If that means goddamn we have to homeschool for something, it, it is what it is. Oh, we gotta find some way. Now, once again, I don't got all the damn answers. I'm just suggesting and throwing things out there because that's what I do. But you know, when it comes to education system, it definitely needs to be reformed. And it needs to be true, equal reform to where all our kids are getting the same type of education. Now, I understand that if you go pop, you pay for private school, that's your money. Do what you want to do. But for the people who are getting this public schooling, it should be equal. It should be similar. I'm not saying they got to be dead-ass equal, but it definitely should be similar to what somebody up north getting or somebody over in the west getting somebody over in the Midwest getting, it shouldn't be so far off that where like you you didn't even learn a whole entire thing because it's different that much. Like, no, it should be similar in ways that it's equal and similar. So that's what we gotta do too. We need to get these institutions, we need to break these shits down. We need all the inst- inst- uh, this, man, this, this institutionalization that they got going on here for, uh, when it comes to Black people, we need to break them shits down. And I mean with shit like the, the goddamn the uh, police, the damn deputies, uh, the damn child support. Yeah, I know y'all may not like that right there. Damn child support. That is another one. And we go, that's a, Well, we're not going to be on that one just yet. But that's another entity that needs to be reformed. That shit needs to be reformed all the way around. You know what I'm trying to say? The jail system in America needs to be reformed. This shit is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. They need to reform the jail system, the police department, all that shit right there. Everything, anything that's in any kind of institution that has something that that brings the 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 numbers and the people of America down in some way, form, or fashion, especially the black people and the minorities, those shit need to be definitely need to be reformed. They need to be changed. Now, once again, it's a bunch of them. I guess I can't name them all. But you know what I'm going at. You know what I'm getting at by that right now. These damn laws. All the damn laws need to be stretched and rewrote. All them bitches. Amend them bitches. All of them. Because they, they damn sure wasn't written for us. They amend them bitches. I don't give a damn which one y'all think that ain't for amend all them bitches and rewrite them. Because these laws have never been in favor of us. Never. Never. Once again, y'all think about the Civil War. The Civil War wasn't just over black people. Y'all know that. 
The Civil War is because the damn South seceded from the goddamn Union. Let's think about that for a minute. In, in today's society, if you secede from the goddamn United States, you consider a traitor. That's that's like mutiny. You don't secede, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of these states seceded from the goddamn United States. But yet it's still, they still fly the flag. Okay. You want to be American, but your people actually did not want to be American. Just think about that. Just sit on that for a minute. Hmm. Either way, just saying, these damn laws need to change. Change these laws. My goodness. If you don't change them, at least scratch them. I mean, can you just rip them out of the page? And no, I say out of my just rip it out of that boot. You know what I'm saying? Just get rid of all the ones. You know you can just delete them off the internet. Y'all know y'all the government just delete them, bitches. Something I don't know. So good lord. But the way forward is doing all that stuff right there, you know. I don't know what it's going to take in, in, in full because guess what? I'm not a politician. I'm not a teacher. I'm obviously not a, a government official or anything like that. I'm not a damn judge or nothing. So I don't necessarily know what it takes, but I know it takes some type of reform. I know it takes some type of uh, people with a good heart and a good faith and good intentions to go in and go in these places and do the right thing. I know that needs to happen. And I understand that y'all might feel a little wave as a black person, but damn, there's some good white folks out there too. Let them goddamn do it. Let them go out there and you change some stuff. Let them rewrite some stuff and y'all scared. I mean, good Lord. We, haven't we had enough already? Y'all done enough already, God dog. I, I think they scared though. I, I think they might be scared because they're like, you know what? If that was a, if a movie, imagine if a movie, if black people was in charge and the white folks were the one that wasn't in charge. Imagine if the shit was flipped for real. I think that's what scared them the most. At least the ones that have been doing wrong by everybody. Other people, all the good white folks that don't be doing nothing, they probably ain't worried about that shit. They probably, oh, whatever. They probably ain't even thinking about that. It's the people that's doing wrong. I know they I know they fear that shit. They gotta fear it. You know? I think that's what they try to do what they do because they fear it. The good white folks, y'all don't even think about that shit. Y'all don't even, don't even cross your mind, probably. But the ones that doing dirty, yeah, they probably like they probably shaking in their boots right now. But we need y'all to fight against this wrong, man. We need y'all to fight against wrong on all levels. You know, just just to give y'all a, a a quick story before I get ready to cut out of here. You know, Father's Day came up, right? And uh, if all y'all fathers out there, man, happy belated Father's Day. You know, I know it's late, but you know it is what it is. All y'all black fathers, white fathers, just fathers in general, man, be good people out there, man. Be good dads to your children. But uh, on Father's Day, I went to my, my sister's house, right? And I'm chilling. Uh, we have like a little shindig at her crib. She don't have a big house. It's just kind of, you know, it's, it's normal. But her yard is a little connected to somebody else's yard. And around her, uh, a lot of the yards are the same way. So it's not like there's a lot of room where she's staying. So imagine me, uh, other family members, we all got cars and stuff. And we go in there, we, you know, we run that thing. We got to park somewhere. And I damn sure don't want to park a block down the road and walk back to her house. Not my damn car. I'm not leaving. Everybody who, man, first of all, black folks, you know, we're not leaving our shit nowhere unless we feel safe by leaving our shit somewhere. And then to be walking a block from our car? Hell no. No, some shit pop out. What we trying to do? We trying to be close to the car so we can get out of there and get out that bitch and deal. You know what I'm trying to say? We ain't trying to play around. So anyway, I park my stuff on the side of the road. 
And it was kind of parked in between one lady person yard and another person yard, but it was like literally like on the road. So one, sometimes on the road, the other side was like in the grass in the middle of both of these places. It was kind of like this big tree and like a little dirt powder. Matter of fact, where I parked, they had a, um, with a speed sign. So I didn't think nothing of it. I'm like, all right, well, you know, it's kind of right here. Bruh, how about Karen struck again, bruh? She struck again. Struck again. I'm sitting there chilling, and then the damn police pull up. And we was like, well, we need, you know, we think like, well, then we ain't got the music bumping like that. We, you know, we ain't out here smoking no weed. We ain't doing that crazy today. We were out here just chilling. You know, it's Father's Day. And I got my sister in, you know what I'm saying? My mama and everybody over there. So it's not like it's a, it's a family thing. It's not like we out there doing anything wrong. So the police pulls up. And the thing is, he gets out of the car. He don't immediately say anything to us. He kind of looks around. Then he walks over towards where my car was. And I already knew what was up. When I seen him dad popping across you no know, grass going over there, I said, buddy finna go over there by my damn car. So let me get my ass up and start walking out here so I can address the situation because I know he want to go look at my car. Something happened. Maybe it's in the road too much or something. So next thing you know, I kind of go around the corner, me and my, me and my um, sister boyfriend, we get around the corner. And man, the damn neighbor... Oh, not not the not the lady's house that I was parked the most in. The car, the part of my car that was in the other lady's yard, called the police on me because my car was parked a little bit in her yard. If you had to think about this, most of my car was in the other person's yard, while the front end of the car was in her yard. So it was like, I, I, either way, she called the police on me instead of her coming out the door say, "Excuse me, whose car is this?" Oh, uh, can you please move your car? Um, I just, you know, move it off my grass or whatever. She, you know what, whatever. I just moved the damn car. She called the police on the dog. Luckily, luckily, the police was like, I ain't dealing with this shit. I ain't getting in this today. Karen and called the police on this dude. I said, officer, you good. I got it. I moved, man. I didn't, she didn't say that to me. So I didn't know I moved the car. Police gave me the thumbs up. Kept on walking by his car. I got him out of pulled off. But he, he but at the time, I know that was kind of funny. He had that look in his face like, nah, nah, I'm not losing my motherfucking job today. No <laughs> trying to say, I'm not fucking with this today. I'm not losing my job today with this goddamn lady. Not today. I'm hey, sir, just move the car. <laughs> no trying to say. But I was already moving. But that goes to show that we live in a world where a neighbor can't even come over and say, hey, can you move your car? Why? Because there's a bunch of black people there. Are you that afraid that we're going to do something? And this, I mean, dude, we had a preacher out there. Preacher. Church boy was in, I mean, he had the damn, he had his clothes on, just got from church. I know damn well he didn't look scary. Who was out there with the preacher? Come on, bruh. So, like I say, we got a long way to go, man. It just, those are the things that kind of sh you shake your head at. Like, come on. Hey, we got to change our image. We got to make people understand that, man. Y'all y'all wrong, and there's a better ways to approach stuff. But also, my black people, there's ways to approach it, too. And we don't always got to get angry. We don't always got to be, you know, quick to file. We can handle situations differently. I know they piss y'all, but we we if we come together, and everybody on both both sides of the good and good. Now, I know the bad folks on both sides don't give a damn, 
But the good folks on both sides, the good and the good, let's 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 do right by each other, man. You know what I'm saying? That's the only way we're gonna make this shit happen. And black folks, let's sit together. You know what I'm saying? Let's make sure that when we doing stuff, that we mean business. We gotta show them we mean business by sticking together. We can't be fighting amongst ourselves over something that is imperative to all of us. So let's sit together and make this happen. But yeah, the change of the black man was a trickle effect. A lot of things that started happening. And over time, that thing just started to get worse. Like a like a little, little trickle effect, little, like a little rolling ball. Once they get going, boy, it's hard to stop it. But now we're in a position where we can actually stop it. So let's keep sticking together. Let's keep doing this. Let's keep stopping this right here. All right. So I gave y'all all my information. I gave y'all everything I have for the day. I appreciate y'all tuning in. But before I go, I know I've been seeing for a long time. I got a little bit of a surprise for everybody. So because, you know, I took a little while on my podcast coming out this last one. And I've been so thankful for the people that's been watching it. I think it's only right that I, I, I give back a little bit when I can. So, I'm going to do y'all one this time. I'm going to do you one. So, I'm going to give away not one, but two gift cards up to $100 in gift cards to some of my viewers and some of my subscribers. Now, what that means is if you're a subscriber, I got you. If you're not a subscriber, I still got you. But the subscribers going to get an opportunity to have a chance to win twice. That's just how it works. So this is what we're going to do. How this is going to work is I'm going to give you guys a question. And the first person to answer the question in the comments will be the winner of one of the first gift cards. That's right. All you have to do is answer my question in the comments below and be the first one to answer it with the right answer and you will win a gift card. Now, to make it fair for people who've been following me since the beginning, if you are a subscriber to me, I'm going to do a random sweep, uh, sweep, uh, what is it, a random sweepstakes where I'm just going to pick a random subscriber and you also going to win a gift card. Now, everybody, like, what kind of gift card? $50 Visa gift card. $50 Visa gift card to somebody that's going to be a subscriber. So that's $100. So somebody can win up to $100 a day. I don't know nobody that won't mind getting a free $100. Especially today. That's an easy way to go take your girl on a date or something. Y'all got that? Y'all got to stand that right now? $50 gift card for my question. $50 gift card for a random subscriber. That's how we're going to do this. Now, if you just have me the random subscriber that actually got the question right, man, you 100 in the game. You got a cool hondo. And to make it fair, I'm going to have to make it work a little bit. But it's, it's all good. So the question is, to all the people that's viewing this podcast right now, and y'all listening to me ramble, in one of my podcasts, I spoke about baby boomers. And I spoke about this baby boomers and two separate podcasts. If you can answer the two podcasts in which I spoke about baby boomers, you'll win a $50 gift card. All you got to do is answer the question in the comments below. All I need you to do is tell me what two episodes I mentioned baby boomers, and you will win a $50 gift card. 
Visa gift card. That's how I roll, baby. That's how I roll. Now, if you're a subscriber, you automatically are entered to win the second $50 Visa gift card. That's right. Automatically. But make sure you turn on your subscription so I can see that you are a subscriber because I realize some of y'all subscribe, but I can't see you as my subscriber. Turn it on just long enough so I can see you so I can make sure when I pick your person randomly, I'm doing it fair. Now, if you don't have an address and you stay with your mama or somebody, there's other options for me to give you your $50. But that will be discussed upon who wins. So, good luck to everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate everything you guys have done. I appreciate all the people who always come in and comment and actually watch the show. I appreciate it. I want to thank everybody who listens to the podcast every day. Thank y'all so much. I appreciate it. And like I said before, to give back to y'all, please answer those questions and be the first one in the comments and you will win. You will win. Go ahead. It's a hundo, bro. It's a hundred. It's a 50. And you can't go wrong with it. Just, just get it. All right? Thank y'all. Love y'all. Peace.